Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Goose and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Jordan, huge week for us. Big news. Uh, YouTube, really starting to, to you know, get some fans here. Uh, might be doing a student Sunday ticket. Uh, also, some interesting displays that we've been asking for for years. Well, I mean, they've always had the four screen thing, but I am excited. I'm excited about the students. I, I've been a, a lifetime ACC student since I was 18 years old, so I've been going on nine years. I've yet to get that degree, but I still got that email. Probably there you go. Going to college probably the best thing I've, I've ever done in my life by just getting the student discounts of everything for the last 10 years. So uh, hopefully... I. I just like in my head, I'm like, come on, come out with like a twenty, twenty five dollar a month uh Sunday ticket and red zone package and I'm in. I'm if it's in. like last year, it'll be anywhere from like twenty five to thirty bucks. It has to be. That would be incredible. Uh I would definitely drop some of my other subscriptions and just be like, let's go. But uh okay. Um yeah, uh and also uh of course the craziness of the Wander Franco story. Uh, continuing. Uh, I mean, it's pretty rare that someone signs a $200 million contract and might just never play again. Am I wrong for him not to go the Kobe Bryant route? Literally change your jersey (sighs) number, win a championship, and people will forget this ever happened. I don't... He went from 8 to 24, 5 to 15. It all makes sense. I don't think in today's world the Kobe situation would have happened the way it did and gone out and gone and happened, I guess, quote unquote, as well (laughs) as it did. (laughs) Because that was like the world class case of sweeping under the rug and moving on. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there is not going to be any sweeping under the rug. (laughs) It's going to be probably a release and never play again in baseball. But Do you think if he was a Marlin, this would have been swept in the rug be- better? No, because I think most of baseball hates the race. It's just a slightly <laughs> better version of the Marlins. I just assume you know, the Marlins are ran by like some weird mafia or something down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well... Uh, I guess today we got the ACC, which we were hoping and saved for the last because there might be big news on a move. And uh, the deadline has passed, and it looks like Florida State is going to stay in the ACC for at least another year. So 2025 would now be the earliest they could move to the SEC or Big Ten. Um, Slightly disappointing on my end. Um, But also, I know, you know, no one's about to just go pay the a hundred plus million dollars just to get us over there. Um, and every year that goes by, it's $40 million cheaper. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we'll still be the prize. Uh, I don't know. The prize recruit for next season. Yeah. Um, I think you and Clemson are both like attached to the hip at this point. Y'all are going to be, I I'm a, it would make zero sense if y'all went to the big 10. I understand why they want y'all because y'all are the like prize possession at this point. But it would be really dumb if the Southeastern Conference doesn't get two Southeastern football programs. 
it would just be the dumbest fucking name of all time. Yes. Um, in the past, uh, way back in the day, I know the Gators had blocked it, but I don't think it makes sense for the Gators to block it anymore. Um, well, rules have changed in the SEC now. The Aggies try to block us to come over, and we're still there. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, I, I think the Gators, if they're smart, would be on board for that. Um, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like the SEC just wanted to sit back and be like, we're so good, we don't need to. But uh, I don't know. The, the Big Ten is spicy <laughs> now. Um, you know, there is there a world where in 10 years, you know, SEC is no longer the number one football conference? It's definitely a possibility. You know, it I wouldn't honestly, be. Honestly, in 10 years, we're not going to have five conferences. It's literally going to be North versus South. It is going to be Big Ten versus SEC, and I think that is going to be the college Super Bowl at the end of the year, kind of AFC, NFC style. I think yeah. that's the general direction of where this is going. I think uh, now that kids are getting paid, you're going to see football seasons grow a little bit. I think instead of 12 regular season games, you might see anywhere from 14 to 16 in 10 years. They're getting paid. Might as well add more games to it. Does that make sense? <laughs> I didn't go to, to I didn't go to school for school or what was the famous um uh, Cardell quote. Jones yeah. once said I didn't come to Ohio State to play student and I really do think that needs to be put up on the Ohio State like wall somewhere. <laughs> it's true, yeah. And of course, you know, people are gonna stay in school longer um because of NIL money. Um uh, yeah, yeah. I mean make them play more games and that's why like it, when they were saying, like, oh, we should expand the college football playoffs, like, oh, we don't want to take advantage of the kids for making them play more games. Fuck them. They're all making money now. <laughs> and I mean that with all due respect at this point. I, it, it just make the seasons yeah. longer. Make it like an NFL stuff. Make them 18 play 18 games, then have like a legit like eight seeds or from each conference. That would be interesting. I don't know that they're going to go to that. I think they maybe would add one more at a time, but I'm, yeah, I'm, we'll see. But that being said, I think I don't think we're too far off from like getting to basically NFL, like minor league NFL. Um, so I guess let's uh, look at our ACC predictions here. Um, it's really basically a two-team conference, right? Unless you think North Carolina. I mean, it wouldn't be that insane if North Carolina could push into the top two or even win it. Um, but who do you got at the top? So, and I, I'm just taking this analytically here. Not yep. any bias or judgment. I right, do think bias, Clemson obviously. Be... This really? Is, and, uh, I'm dealing with your emotions and other people that listen to the show's emotions. I really do <laughs> think Clemson... Uh, would be the on-paper better team. I really think on the calendar of ACC basically scheduling, September 23rd is on everybody's schedule, right? Circled around there. That is going to determine basically who is based in the finals. Now, one thing I do love, and I'm going to high-five the ACC for this, um, no more divisions. This is the first year without divisions, so like the top two teams will go to the championship game. Which is huge for Florida State and Clemson because normally only one of them would get to go. Exactly. So I look at the September 23rd Florida State-Clemson game. It's at Clemson. 
I think because it is in Clemson, typically the, I mean, over the last, what, five years, they've had your number. Now, granted, Florida State has improved significantly over the last five years. I just still feel like, hey, there's something psychologically there where it's hard for me to not bet against Clemson in that situation. I don't think there's a psychological thing. Um, I just think, you know, they obviously had better teams, you know, and I forget how many seasons we had the Willie Taggart area, but that's, you know, three free wins uh, for them. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of our rivals and it's going to be a, a big atmosphere there. Um, but I feel like Clemson has slipped the past couple of years, um, you know, uh, I normally I'm would agree with worried. you, but they actually finally cut ties with DJ. That was not a good college quarterback. He is now Oregon State's problem. This Cade Klubnik kid is a stud. Uh, he is going to do just fine in college. I mean, as you can see, he basically won the last two games for him. He didn't have a great bowl game against Tennessee, I believe. That was their one. Like, But it's really hard. I, I think he's a better quarterback. I think they're going to bounce back. Clemson will always have a decent defense, but the Cade Klubnik, Will Shipley, Antonio Williams, those are all going to be the three, like, three-headed monster of that offense, and I think this is going to be a really dangerous team. And I honestly, I think their over-unders is criminally low. Really? What is their over? Nine and a half. Nine and a half does seem a little low. Um, Because the rest of their schedule... The only teams I think that could actually beat them are Florida State and then potentially North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't really know how good Notre Dame is expected to be, but, um, yeah, I mean, at least, yeah, I don't see it. We can talk about the spreads for week zero because I am curious on that because – we can talk Notre Dame. We don't really get to them because they're not in the Power Five, but they have improved. I just want to know what Sam Hartman looks like in that offense because that was Notre That's... Dame's weakest point the last year. Their shit quarterback. They had a great defense, no quarterback. So I'm curious what Notre Dame looks like with Sam Hartman. We get to watch that in Dublin, Ireland this week or next Saturday against Navy. Uh, so... Who is against Navy? Yeah, I think uh, what I'm looking at now is like I think Notre Dame's a 20 point favorite. 20 and a half, but the over-under is like 50, which is seems like a low total for that kind of game. Yeah. That does seem a little low. Um, okay. Uh, anything else on Clemson? I agree with you. I am very worried because uh, Clemson has two big strengths, which are going to be their run game and their defense. And those match up a little bit with FSU's weaknesses, <laughs> which is stopping the run. And is our defense going to be able to, to stop anybody this year? Because, you know, they were fun to watch. They're like a, a great uh, a Madden team, our defense was last year, where, like, you're constantly watching, expecting us to get a sack. But if they don't get a sack, we know we're giving up a big play. <laughs> yeah, the ball's already 30 so. yards down the field. I would Correct. say this about Clemson. Uh, there's one matchup that I kind of find interesting just for, like, against the spread gambling-wise. Okay. Clemson, when they go into Syracuse, they've won the last yes. nine out of ten games, right? But they're against the spread. They're, like, one in seven. So, yeah. 
Syracuse has played them pretty close when they're in that nasty ass dome with no AC. So something to keep an eye on there. I don't think Syracuse is a good team, but kind of like Lubbock, weird shit happens in that fucking dome. <laughs> you know, it's so weird that SEC hasn't poached Syracuse yet. <laughs> oh, with that nasty ass dome. Uh... I'll have to update that. But I mean, other than that, I'm looking at the schedule. They'll take care of Duke. They'll Clemson will take care of Charleston Southern. FAU might be a fun one to see. Uh, if you're a Longhorn fan, you could see Tom Herman and uh, Casey Thompson play. Uh, then Florida State, that's a big one. That's a big circle. I don't know what's going to happen there. I would say, like, it's most likely I would take Clemson right now, just money line straight up. Then you got at Syracuse. Wake Forest is a rebuild. Miami, I don't think they're bouncing back. North Carolina State got gutted. Notre Dame might be tough. Then it's literally Georgia Tech, North Carolina, South Carolina. So, I mean, other than that, I would if I'm Clemson better, I'm taking the over nine and a half. It is a little juicy on that side. I feel pretty good with that. This could be a 10-2 team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, uh, obviously, next you have Florida State, I assume? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a really hard one for me to judge because I always try to be super realistic, and I think we got a little lucky last year. Um, but at the same time, I'm so hyped at all our our players and stuff that I'm like, uh, yeah, we can run the table. We can run the table. Um, I guess we'll know after obviously LSU, um, and and you know we'll also know how good LSU is at that time. We got pretty lucky to beat them last year because they came back and yeah, y'all, I think they, they missed, missed it. an extra point to win the game. Correct. Um, or to like make and, it go into overtime, right? Yeah, correct. And people just seem to forget about that, that we self-destructed uh, after dominating the entire game. Um, yeah. Well, good news. I mean, Y'all have won five straight against LSU. Against the spread, you're 4-1. So I and I know these are all different teams, but in the past what five years, you've kind of hung in there with pretty close. So yeah, keep and that getting in mind. them in Orlando uh, is nice. Um, obviously, a little bit more of a home game for us than LSU, although I'm sure they will travel. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the most traveled team, like in the South. Yeah, when, when LSU is yeah, even do. like a, like a six win team. You're gonna see LSU fans out in UCLA games. It, it's it is what it is. That's probably one of the more popular fan bases. So they will still be there. I really do think it would be a neutral site. I do think it would favor Florida because it's in your own own backyard. But I think that's gonna be a close game. But I'm looking at Florida State's over under right now for total wins. We're at nine and a half. Nine. And if you look at our road games, um, not the worst lineup ever, to say the least. At Boston College, uh, at Wake, they don't have Hartman anymore, and at Pitt, uh, obviously at Clemson and f- at Florida. But that happens every other year we play those two. So right. that's I mean, just kind of built in. I mean, logically, uh, does it not make – because right now my under 9.5 is plus 118. If you were to f- absolutely make a bet, would it not analytically make sense to bet the under on here just in case? Because let's that's two tough games, two losses in your first four. LSU and Clemson, right? In a realistic, like, those are your toughest games to start off the season. You could potentially be two and two to start. Do you win the next, what, eight games in a row? 
not have one upset and not have one Jordan Travis injury? I don't know. That's that's Correct. the thing. Obviously, the best case scenario is we could we should be competing for a national title, but the chances of a bad scenario where an injury, some crazy turnover at the end, we lose to a couple of these schools we shouldn't lose, and all of a sudden, yeah, that under is hitting. I mean, y'all avoid the uh, kryptonite, the North Carolina, North Carolina State, right? So y'all got that covered. Correct. I need to see. Actually, let me pull up. Here, our, our kryptonite is is NC State, and like the Thursday Friday night ACC game, uh, always <laughs> makes us so so nervous. Let's see. Do we have any? Is it at Pitt, Oct- uh, November fourth? Is that the Thursday game? That oh, please don't let it be the Thursday game. I'm not gonna lie to you. It, Pitt's Pitt's not a bad team. Saturday. Uh, maybe we don't have one this year. I mean, I'm looking so at the missed... dates. It doesn't look. It looks like each one is seven days apart. So I don't think you're really doing that. Uh, amazing. Okay. It, yeah. Honestly, it it might be the Boston College one. September 16th. Uh, no, that's a noon kickoff. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll dominate that one. We'll feel Congrats, pretty good. guys. You have a September game and every other Saturday game. So no crazy ACC Thursday night upsets. Yep. I like it. So realistically, looking at the schedule, after basically Clemson, it's all ACC, but you do get a non-conference of North Alabama. It is really hard for me to say, like, okay, y'all are not going to get upset. So and I don't think LSU and Clemson are both in our first four games, which means if you are a hopeful FSU fan, which we have a few that will listen to this, uh, you should wait until after Clemson to make any uh, championship playoff those style bets. Heisman, after yes. if we get through those those first somehow four zero, then of course, but the odds will still be pretty good because there's still a lot of football to play. And a lot of variables and other teams are still all in it. Um, so, yeah, that would be my thing is maybe to bet that under. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if, you know, by hopefully God willing, we go 4 0, then you can hedge with some seminal playoff odds. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, even like for like Heisman voting, because I think Jordan Travis is not necessarily a popular pick but could be a very likely Heisman winner. If you're looking at the most, like the mass majority of people with their betting, he's not in the top five. So I think that actually makes me want to circle a little bit more since the books aren't going to lose on that. So I'm not going to bet on Jordan Travis until, I don't know, after he beats the shit out of Virginia Tech, October 7th. That might be a time to start looking at the pricing there. Because, I mean, we've talked about it. The Heisman's basically won in the last month of the season. Yep. And he's got a fairly competitive last four games against Miami, Pitt, and Florida. Those are the last three out of the four games. North Alabama, he could make a scene, but I, I, I am a big Jordan Travis guy, Heisman-wise. I think he's going to have two close games, and when they talk about it, it's like, okay, well, he lost LSU. That's a tough team. He lost to Clemson. That's a really good team. They're, they're all college football playoff like contenders. I don't think that's going to hurt his resume towards the end of his Heisman around there. And I also think, um, you know, he's kind of like uh, the perfect fantasy player, like a like a Jalen Hurts type. Is that like, if we if we lose, which is definitely possible, 
I just it, it would be pretty rare that it's his fault, you know. Yeah. And so that means he's pretty much even if we lose, still going to be looked at as like, oh well, he did everything he could, and uh, you need that if you need that Heisman steam, uh, and possibly with a couple losses. So, um, okay, uh, I guess uh, so. Number three in the conference, leaning towards UNC. I actually have Pitt higher than you. Okay, him, let me let me hear this Pitt theory. Um, I like Pitt's first uh, four games. I think September twenty third is for them as well against North Carolina. It's going to be a big test, and that's when my experiment is incorrect and wrong. That Pitt is good, but last year the quarterback was Slavis. Slavis was fucking terrible. They now have the, I think, Boston College transfer from there, Phil Jerkovic, something like that. He's a new quarterback. And basically from all the Pitt fan pages I've read and anything like that, this guy's the truth. He's legit. Uh, this should be a decent team. They also have a couple good wide receivers, Israel, Israel Polk and then uh, Mumford Field, something like that. I'm just going off of what the fans are saying. I'm kind of hyped up with them. This might be their year. They get the uh, West Virginia thing back in their schedule again. They're going into West Virginia. Uh, like, here, here's their first three, four games, right? Wofford, that should be a win. Cincinnati's on a rebuild. That should be a good win, and that's those are both at home. At West Virginia, this will be the backyard brawl that they call it. Uh, if you remember last year with two terrible quarterbacks, I think Pitt ended up winning on a pick six to win the game towards the end. I think this team is a little different. They have an actual stable quarterback now. They should beat West Virginia. North Carolina will be their toughest matchup. Yeah. That's yeah, you're not wrong. Then it goes Virginia Tech. They're on a rebuild. Louisville, uh, they got their new coach back. That's We'll see what they're like. I know there's a lot of hype that's saying, like, hey, they could go undefeated on their fan page. But, I mean, I'm trying to take bias away from, like, serious, like fans. What has that? Oh, they don't have Clemson, Florida State, or UNC. Louisville? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's why they're saying that, that that could be a very... That could be your uh, conference in the conference championship game just because of their schedule. But yeah, I'm looking at Pitt. I think they have a lot to prove. I mean, they're going into Notre Dame. They're going in, uh, into Wake Forest. I think their toughest road game is going to be Notre Dame. Everything else is at home. I kind of like Pitt. I really think that this could be one of the surprise teams here. And the over-under is seven, I'm showing? Yes. And, I mean, six and a half, and it's minus, or minus 200. So, I mean, not, odds are pretty juiced. If there was an alternative thing, I'd actually like them to get 10 wins. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can, maybe you can I mean, find that on. They went nine and three in the regular season with a terrible quarterback. So, I don't... I. I think they've improved. They didn't lose a lot of people. I mean, they got seven returning starters on the offense. I do think that team could be worth a damn. Okay. Uh, and then, so right behind them, you have UNC, I assume? Then I have UNC. Now, uh, maybe this is me trying to not be a complete homer. I love Coach Mac Brown. He's one of my uh, heroes in life. I just, I'm worried. I think he's getting older. We're having a Bill Belichick coach pop moment with him. He does have probably the second best quarterback in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Probably the second quarterback off the draft board this year. But that defense isn't really getting back together. 
So that's my big fear there. Uh, South Carolina, they're going to be on a neutral site there. The at Pitt game, I think, like I said earlier, that's going to be a, a question mark game. Who knows what's going to happen there? But the rest of their schedule is pretty easy. I mean, except for at Clemson. So I could really see that this team is good. I think this would be a, like a 9-3 and three type of team. I'll play Florida State. They get yeah away game at Clemson, away game at Pitt, away game at NC State. Yeah, they have so, I mean, four real road games in their schedule. Yeah. Yeah. But everything else seems pretty winnable, like you said. Um, they don't have to play in Syracuse's nasty-ass dome. Uh, they don't have to play in the nasty-ass dome. Syracuse actually has to go and play outside. Uh, they don't have to play at, at Miami, you know, the hardest stadium in the country. Yeah, JK, they, JK. <laughs> um, they get Miami at home. Uh, UK... Literally, if you look past Syracuse, it goes Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, Duke. Those should be one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six wins right in a row. Um, yeah. They're over under right now is eight and a half wins. I'm leaning over. I think they can easily, like I said, nine and three is my number for them. That's what I project, uh, predict. Yeah, Minnesota, be- which is a weird one, but I still think they're better than Minnesota. And- I think Minnesota's going through a weird crisis right now, so I'm not like a huge... And, like, even though Minnesota's not hasn't been awesome, I mean, they're good for Big Ten West, but they're not, like, a real college conference, if that makes any sense. Maybe that's yeah. a little slander towards the Big Ten there, but um, I just don't see Minnesota being awesome. I think North Carolina can take care of business there. Um, who do you got for the basement? My basement team? It's between two schools. Virginia. Virginia and Georgia Tech. Yeah. I would even put Boston College in that area, but I think Boston College will actually accidentally win like four games. Doesn't have Clemson or Florida State. They do get Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech at home. But outside that, yeah, at Maryland, uh, at BC... Maybe they could upset BC at Miami. That would be embarrassing for the Hurricanes, but not I mean, that. Versus, I don't they've like lost the worst, right? I mean, Middle Tennessee needs to be like... <laughs> that needs to be like a legit I, banner somewhere in college. I need, to, I, need to, I need to just stop because the karma, the karma is coming, and I don't want it to come this year. So, you know what? Miami's a great team, great football program. Any recruit would be lucky to go there. I'm just going to say that. Um, okay. Uh, and then who was the other one you said? BC? I think BC could be tough because they literally did lose their quarterback to a conference team. <laughs> that guy's now the quarterback for Pitt. So I feel like that's a weird blow there for them. So that could be a really tough loss. I'm not thinking they're going to be great. I think that that might be one of the lower level teams there. at Army. Uh, at Syracuse, at Georgia Tech, Louisville, at Pitt. Uh, 
Yeah, I feel like they're road games right off the bat. Louisville might be tough. Uh, I don't think Army's too crazy, but we don't bet against the military because we love our country. Georgia Tech, are they still running the triple option? Oh, did I lose you, Joe? Welcome back, Joe. Yeah, uh, a little technical difficulties there. Um, yeah, as I was saying, uh, BC, I, I do think, is probably the second worst. Um, besides, obviously, Virginia would be at the bottom. Um, I guess, uh, what do you have? Let's just go and get it over with. What do you got for Miami? I've got nothing. Uh, <laughs> I wish them nothing, and I hope they get nothing. And I just don't want to ruin it karma-wise. So I think this is a good buy low situation if you are going to take a Miami future. They went 5-7 and seven last year, didn't make a bowl game. This is Mario Cristobal's second year. They do have at least 10 defensive starters returning, 9 offensive starters returning. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke kind of reminds me of the hype that Bo Nix got, that he's going to be the future NFL quarterback. So who knows? I mean, they have a semi-decent quarterback, right? Dyke, we we spoke about his Heisman odds on last year's show. And, exactly, uh, because we are suckers and we took the bait. Now, yep. that being said, they're over-under set at seven and a half. Uh, I don't see this team really improving two extra wins. So, UNC, Clemson, Florida State, those are losses. Texas A&M, I mean, probably a loss. Right. I would put Texas and then, them. so that would they need to beat everybody else, which means they beat Louisville. Okay, I guess they're supposed to be. There's a chance they're good. Um, Temple, Georgia Tech, Virginia. So it really just depends on if they can not lose to NC State at Boston College, Louisville. This right, because I would still. Fun. But even their first game is a tough match. Miami, Ohio? Yes. And I'm not trying to be a smart ass on a Mac guy, but like that team is going to go in there like, like they have nothing to lose. I think that is a very scary game for them. I would love to see what the spread is on that, and I'd probably take Miami of Ohio. It's the Battle of Miamis, right? I think the, the North team with the extra grit is probably going to be a little bit better, or at least hang in there. I wonder how they're going to do that on the uh, the screen overlay. Miami and Miami. Um, interesting. Uh, that does uh, bring up a good point. I need to make sure I am around a Hurricane fan uh, during that time, just so I can see it be like 7-7 going into the second quarter and they're shitting bricks. <laughs> right, and like I think the entire college football Twitter world will just explode if it's tied up at halftime. So, I, I mean, yeah. that's not going to be a good start. I, I think A&M should take care of business. They they did last year. It was a really ugly game between both of them, probably like watching an XFL game. Uh, but hopefully both teams do get better. I think for the sport of college football, it would be nice if Miami's back. I mean, other than that, I, I, agree. I, I know, I got <laughs> you. But I just don't see them getting a, above that six win. I Six wins, maybe. They'll be a bowl team, but I don't see them going eight. Right, I think they easily lose around five games. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I hope you're right. Um, 
Okay. Uh, anybody else for the middle of the pack? Uh, Georgia Tech, I don't even think we need to discuss them. Duke has had a couple frisky years over the past couple years, but not really seeing much on their... That being the biggest downfall of this conference. They went, what, 9-5 and five last year? Am I mistaken that? Yeah. 9-4, and four, I'm sorry. Yeah, 9-4 and four last year. Uh, I do think they have a tougher schedule. They got their at Clemson, or Clemson's their home opener, and that is a Monday game. Uh, what is it? Then they have no- Notre Dame, North Carolina State, Florida State, Louisville. Yeah. I do really think this will be the biggest downfall of, like, regression season. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'd probably lean a slight under on that. Uh... Yeah, trying I think to see six who else wins is appropriate for him, but I don't think they get over six wins. I'm trying to see who else has a favorable schedule here. NC State seems about right at the seven win mark. Yeah, and I, I mean they've also lost their quarterback, I believe, or is it still Brennan Armstrong? Um, that is a good question. I'm sorry, Brennan Armstrong was from Virginia. He basically transferred over to North Carolina State, so that is a good thing. Uh, basically, the new coach there, or the new of offensive coordinator, is also from Virginia, so he's going to be pretty used to that system there. So this could be a kind of a. It is going to be middle of the pack team. They could make some noise. They could make some upsets. Uh, I think seven and a half is fine. They went eight and five last year. I think they could put up the exact same uh, season as well. Yeah, they have four very defense. winnable road ACC games too: Virginia, Duke, Wake, Virginia Tech. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson probably losses. We don't know what yet to expect about Wake Forest. Miami and Duke are both uh, beatable for sure. Um, And they have a good defense for sure. So I would probably put them, you know, maybe in that top half. Um, And we'll see, I guess, how high they could go um, in the now divisionless ACC. But yeah, I think they're maybe an up-and-coming team there. Um, that reminds me. Let's go to Wake Forest. Yeah, Wake Forest, uh, eight and five last year. Same coaching staff, same everything. Nothing's really changed there. What they got five returners coming back on offense. A lot of people transferred out of there. Six returners on defense. So not awesome. Uh, new quarterback is Mitch Griffiths. I believe he's going to win the battle there. Could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, there's not much that I'm like really reading about that's like screaming Wake Forest is the same Wake Forest we knew to bet the over on. Uh, they do have a pretty easy front half of the schedule until basically October 7th with Clemson. They got Elon, Vanderbilt, Old Dominion, Georgia Tech. So that could be a four start and then yep. lose to Clemson, win Virginia Tech, and then it kind of goes downhill from there. Pitt could be tough. Florida State could be tough. Think they can handle Duke? That's a question mark. That's a Thursday night ACC what the hell game, right? They're at Duke too. Yeah. NC yeah. State. Then they have at Notre Dame. That could be a bitch. And then Syracuse. Weird shit happens in that dome. I think this could be. They're over under a six and a half, and that feels a little low. I think it's almost appropriate to say go under on that. You want to go under? Let me look at this one more time. Elon me... Vanderbilt, ODU. So they start out 4 0. 
and you don't think they'll have three wins the rest of the season? No, because I think uh, Virginia Tech is one. They could win that. I don't. Can be I Duke. think Syracuse is their next one. Yeah. Interesting. The over six and a half is plus one twenty. Apparently. I don't yeah, know. Rightfully so. I mean, I they, think that's a good six they were... and six year for them isn't a down like isn't a bad thing. They'll still be bowl eligible, so they'll still be there. Um, they're in a rebuild. If they had Sam, where would you put them? I would say they get eight wins. So it really just comes down to the new quarterback, Mitch Griffiths. Can he put up the Hartman style numbers? You know, maybe, maybe, you know, the reason Hartman put up such great numbers is he was at Wake Forest, is all I'm saying. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think I, we could be completely, I mean, I could be completely wrong on this. I just feel like with the rebuilding that they're doing right now, I think six wins is appropriate. Seven wins would be a good season for them. I'm going to go with a little slight over there, just a little sprinkle. But um, Let's see, who else uh, is on our list? Anybody? Oh, Virginia Tech. Let's talk about Virginia Tech. Are they ever going to be good again? Doesn't no. feel like it. No, I think this is uh, an <laughs> irrelevant program at this point. I mean... Yeah, yeah, fuck them. I I don't have anything to say about them. They're probably gonna <laughs> their win totals what uh, five and a half wins. Um, wins in the yes. schedule. And they went three and eight last year. And they, if you remember, they actually lost the Old Dominion. Who else did they lose? They at Rutgers. Our boys. They're gonna lose that game. <laughs> Uh, By the way, the visitor is five and seven straight up at Rutgers in that series, but nine and three against the spread. So that might be a closer game. Rutgers wins uh, outright, but maybe doesn't cover. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's that's basically it. Um, all right, well, let's go to the league overall. ACC. We talked a little bit about Heisman, right? It's Jordan Travers or Drake May. Um, any other props you like for the ACC? Um, I'm for my conference winners, just as like a hedging point, I do like my pit pick at 11 to one, just as more of like a long shot value play here. I mean, if you don't like pit and you like North Carolina, I think those are both like a juggle. I'm just not sold on Mac Brown actually coaching competitive football in the later part of the season. That's just my unbiased take there. I do think he's on this kind of towards the end of this coaching career. But I like Pitt. I think they're they're bouncing back. They're kind of growing back as a football program. I don't think uh, that's a terrible thing. I think they could be one of the top two teams in there based on just schedule alone. Um, kind of like we were saying, Louisville has a very easy schedule. They could be in the conference uh, the championship. 14-1 to 1 there. I mean, in, at that point, if you have 14-1 to 1 odds and then you could hedge it with whatever, with whoever they're playing against. I mean, I'm just looking at that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this could be our last two years in the ACC, and we're set up pretty well as a Florida State fan. Uh, but 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, it's towards the end of the AC. It's we're we're getting to the point of college football where it's just going to be there's there should be no conferences or anything like that. That's at some some point we're going to get there. You sound like my our fantasy leagues who who hate divisions and conferences and stuff like that. I agree. I think they're all fucking stupid. You're talking to the <laughs> fucking choir here at this point. I think the best. Teams I think play the, the opposite. Best teams. Well, yeah, you could still schedule the best teams, but have some conference battles to have some rivalries. I don't know. Uh, no, I I love rivalries, and I think a good rivalry would be Florida State and Florida. They're in the same division, right? Yeah, fuck, not... that's what I fucking thought, Joe. Something <laughs> tried years ago. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, that's everything I guess we got for that. Uh, you got any baseball for today? Yeah, I kind of looked at some props. I'm a little angry at the world, so I'm going to go bet some unders. Um, <laughs> some unders. <laughs> I liked uh, unders that I liked for like pitching props. I like Rich Hill's under four and a half. The guy's 50 years old. It, it's really hard for me to think that he's going to get five against the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks haven't been great as of late, but they also don't strike out a lot. So that's a pick I like. Uh, Pat Corbin up against the Red Sox. I like the under four and a half as well for strikeouts. I mean, the Red Sox are very Jekyll and Hyde. I just think Patrick Corbin's also one of those guys that's not a big high strikeout guy. I think that might be a little high, so I like those two unders. Um, other than that, there's not a big slate. It's Thursday. It's usually travel day. Yeah, I like the Mariners tonight, obviously. Um, Fuck Kirby, them, dude. <laughs> Going against I, the Royals. How? All right. And the Royals are just a buzzsaw right now, and it doesn't make any sense. No. It's just Bobby Witt is super hot. He's just literally on fire right now. Uh, and they have nothing else to lose. And I think they're just having fun because their season's over with. So they're just, they're not worried about stuff. Yeah, the no, nothing to lose situation. I get it. Fine. But it is kind of annoying for gambling purposes when Mariners on paper have a better team. Yeah. I mean, like maybe uh, Mariners, uh, Guardians are underdogs. Uh, and they have one of the best ERAs in baseball since the All-Star break. Uh, Mariners, Guardians, Dodgers, question mark? Yeah, I mean, the Tigers have also been decent. I'm not sure if you've seen them actually tear apart the Twins this last week. But, uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily a fan of the Guardians right now. I don't think they can even hit. That stresses me out. No, but they can pitch. Um, Padres are starting to get a little momentum. D-backs are trying to stay alive. Uh, probably going to... I don't know. That's probably one I'm going to stay away from. Um, but I do like Dodgers, Mariners, and the Guardians. With a little um, underdog. Bueno is pitching the night against the Mets. Uh, we could do a team total first five innings. Mets over. I like that. That's a good point. wonder what it is. Let's see. It is first five innings, team total, Mets two and a half. I think they can do it. <laughs> I think you might be right. Um, okay. If, yeah, we'll put If that they in don't there. like the team total, I even like, I mean, I think just Mets money line first five innings would be worth a damn. 
Uh, I look honestly, I've been cold as shit on baseball. I'm tired of betting it. It, it seems to be my fucking nightmare every night that I lose in the seventh or eighth inning. Um, I shaved my beard off to see if that changes the juju. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to college football. I think that's my best sport. I'm really getting ready for that. Can't believe you shaved the beard. I was uh, night, after watching like my team get no hit almost. I was like, I'm shaving it. It's gone too long. Maybe that's I haven't shaved in a while. Maybe that's why I'm losing. Could be. Could it's not weird. Be. No, it's just sports. It's not weird. Uh, NBA schedule gets released today at uh, two o'clock. I'm pretty excited about that. Other than that, I got nothing else in sports. Maybe our next episode we can make fun of tr- uh, Blindside a little bit more as like one of the most racist movies of all time now. But I think we got yeah. enough time to talk about today. It did not age well, <laughs> let's just say. Um, um, okay, your cool. free time show, go look up the yep. Peyton Manning Blindside Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, I actually did see that this week. Uh, right. It's, uh, <sighs> yep, you know, you just can't prepare for everything, and sometimes you just can't prepare for a good old-fashioned lie. <laughs> So, um, all right. Well, that's all we got for this week. Uh, make sure to like, follow us, subscribe, uh, reach out to us, join the Discord, give us some love, and we will be back uh, next week as we start to pivot towards NFL, uh, maybe some fantasy football props as well. And uh, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yep, yep, yep. Later, guys.